Death has seemed like it's been a theme here lately. I tell you, it'll it'll really make you stop and think about some things. It'll stop and make you think about the things that's in your in your family. The, uh, it'll make you think. I tell you, it kind of it kind of gets to me <clears throat> because there's reality that sets in. I was out on the road when I found out that we had right here in our old community somebody, well, actually two people, had passed. And from what I know, both of them was kind of unexpected. It wasn't something that somebody was looking for or thinking it could happen. But when the reality sets in, <clears throat> it makes you think about your own family and just where your family's at. I don't know about y'all or not, but I believe I may have some in my family because they've not professed the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord's put a message on my heart tonight called, When It's Too Late to Cry. And uh, our main text is going to be coming out of Revelations, chapter 20. And uh, while y'all find your places, I'll read some more scripture, then we'll go to the Lord in prayer. The Bible says, while y'all find y'all's places, the Bible says over in Hebrews, y'all have to turn there, 9.27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. When my mind goes back to some of the ones that I heard even in my own family or my friendship, irregardless if it's in your family or just acquaintance, when I've heard the statement made that they know that they're going to die and go to a place called hell. And then when the, in the community, even in our church house, death sets in, that makes us think about there's going to be a time that it's too late to cry. There's going to be a time when God gave us the opportunity to talk to this person and because of rebellion, because we, we may not be where we need to be or we may feel ashamed or embarrassed to talk to them. It's hard. One of the hardest things is to talk to your family about the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, when God showed me this message and put it on me, there is going to come a day that it's too late. Yeah. Say, brother, what, what day are you talking about? Uh, right here it says uh, in Romans, y'all have to turn here, and uh, thinkest thou how old man that judgest them who which do such things and doeth uh, like the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. You know, sometimes when we do things, we let things slip by in our life, we think, well, you know, we're saved, that's all right, we're going to be all right. Everything that we do, every time that God uh, deals with us and the Lord puts it on our heart to talk to somebody, about the Lord Jesus Christ and how he died on the cross, we don't do it. We're going to one day stand before the judgment seat, before the white throne, and we're going to have to give an account for that. Yeah. Amen. It's sad to say, and this, this is a hard subject. This is something I wrestled with. I said, Lord, how can I preach this? This is a hard subject. Nobody wants the reality of death, but de death is just as real. Right now at the funeral house, over here, uh, I can't remember the name of the funeral home, right down the road, Colonial. There's a family that's just experienced death. They didn't know what was going to happen. Amen. Now I don't know the situation. I don't know the. I, I can't. I don't know nobody's heart, but God does. But they are somewhere. The reality is, they're either either a place called heaven or a place called hell tonight. Right. I don't know. I hope by the grace of God, I hope that they're in a place called heaven. But if they're not, they're in a place called hell. And we don't want to think about even as Christians. I tell you what, I do. I <laughs> thank the Lord. I don't have to go to a place called hell. Thank the Lord for that. Amen. But you know, when my mind goes to a place called hell, even my little mind can't fail. Even as a Christian, 
My mind don't want to linger, don't want to tarry on the subject of hell. There's a fear that sets in. I'm glad tonight that I don't have to go to this place. But when we look at our family, I tell you, the Lord's put this family deal on me. I don't get to talk to my family a whole lot out on the road. But you know, as, as if I love my family, I'm going to make a more conservative effort. You know, sometimes family, they're the ones that don't want to hear about the Lord. But if we keep it in the back of our mind and if the Lord deals with us, please. Because tonight, the message he's laid on my heart, there will come a day that's uh, too late to cry. Now, in 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear for the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things which are done in his body, according to that he had done, when, uh, whether it be good or whether it be bad. That's some, that's some scripture that the Lord just pointed out and showed me. But our main text is going to come from Revelation chapter 20, uh, from verses uh, 11 through 15. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come tonight, Lord, we ask you for the strength, Lord, to stand for this congregation tonight, Lord. I need the power from on high, and I need you tonight, Lord. Lord, you put this message heavy on my heart, Lord. Lord, I ask that you give me the option and the boldness, Lord. Lord, pray for Brother Billy as he stands before the congregation tonight to bring your word before them tonight, Lord. If there's one in that service or this service or Brother Kenny over there at Hilltop, Lord. Lord, I ask that you come down and meet with us and you, you do what you need to do with deal, to that, uh, deal with that heart and that soul, Lord. Lord, I don't want to see anybody uh, die and go to a place called hell. You, you say in your holy word, Lord, that you're not willing that one should perish tonight, Lord. Lord, I ask that our minds and our hearts are opened up to receive unto your word, Lord. We thank you and praise you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In uh, verses 11, chapter 20, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sitteth on it, for whose face, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there, uh, there were found no place for them. Verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was opened, which was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged not out of those things which were written in the books according uh, to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up death which were in them, and then, and then they were judged, every man according to the works. I want to hold on right there for just for a minute. Pause. The Bible is describing. Now, over here in Corinthians, it said every man. The Bible is describing something, what's going to take place when we get before. The Bible describes it as a great white throne, the seat of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ. And when I think about this, I know that I have a lot of things in my life that I'm going to have to give an account for. I know that up until the time that the Lord saved me, that He forgave me, but there's things in my life, even after I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, that I'm going to have to give account for. You know, the Lord's put it on my heart, whether it be in my family or friends or acquaintance, to talk to somebody, I've not done it. So Lord, how am I going to do this? But you know, thinking back, I can't tell you, I can't honestly sit here and say, if that person ever received the Lord Jesus Christ in our heart, if they die and go to a place called hell, the blood's going to be on my hands. So, well, what do you mean, brother? If the Lord, the, the Lord used human instruments, uh, uh, we're, we're human instruments. When he speaks to us, 
Sometimes it takes us in our life and where we've been to show the power of God in somebody else's life so that they will be willing and to receive. He gave us his word so that we will understand and that we will believe. But if you never see nobody living that life, you're never going to want it. You're never going to believe it. This is, if it was just a book and it didn't use humans to reach other humans out of compassion, love, and mercy, well, wouldn't that be a lonely place to live in? I'm glad tonight that we do got the word of God. But when God deals with our heart, the word of God tells us that we should do that. And if we don't, we're going to have to stand and give an account. That really bothers me. really does bother me. It ain't been once. It ain't been twice. It's been many. More than I, I probably can even remember that he's dealt with me. I go all over this nation. And I've set my eyes on somebody. And God said, give him a track. He said, probably got one here. He said, just hand him a track. Hand him a track. How hard is it for me to walk over there? Say, hey, brother, let me give you something. If you don't need it, pass it on. How hard is it to do that? Because sometimes I've been worried about what somebody think about me. What does he think I am? Does he think I'm, I'm a, 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 just an old wretched sinner? See, sometimes we can let the things that the devil puts in our mind. When, when, when Satan says, well, they're just going to think you're judging. You know, the, the devil's favorite Bible verse in this Word of God right here is judge not lest I be judged. But you see, the devil's took that out of context. The Bible says that we can be fruit inspectors. We can judge the fruit that's coming off that tree. If you plant an orange tree and it's giving out apples, somewhere, something somewhere's wrong. But, you know, I've not done that. I don't know the consequence, but I'm going to find out the consequence one day when I stand before the Lord my Almighty Savior, why I didn't obey Him. I am going to find out the consequences of what I've not done. That's a hard thing to choke down. I'm talking about the reality tonight. You know, I've experienced death in my life, but I'm going to tell you, here lately, it's everywhere. I mean, I'm talking about in this community. It's everywhere you see. We've had it right here in this church. This affected this church house. I'm glad that brother, brother David, I know we, we had assurance on him that he professed salvation. He gave his life to the Lord, got baptized. I'm glad of that. But we can't say we don't have that testimony of everybody in this community. There's people somewhere tonight that may lay down and die and go to a place called hell. That's reality. That's something. I'll tell you something else the way God showed me. I didn't really know my mother and I didn't really know my father very well. And this is something that still bothers me. I know they made a profession. I've had people to say that your mother or your father, before they passed away, they made a profession of faith. But I'll tell you something that bothers you. I can't sit here and tell you. If I made the statement, I know that my mother and my father is in a place called heaven. Right now looking down. You've heard that, you've heard that many times. It's a common saying. I can't say that tonight. The sad reality of it is, is if my mother or if my father did not accept the Lord Jesus Christ in their heart. Hell is their home. That bothers me. I don't have that assurance there. It's up to us as Christians. It's up to us to have the remembrance in our mind that there's going to come a day it's too late to cry. You say, well, brothers, they're going to be crying at the great judge. The Bible says it's going to be well in the national teeth. Not only. I don't believe it's going to be in a place called hell or the lake of fire. I believe that we, when we stand, when the Bible Word of God's talking about this judgment, I believe that there's going to be crying going on. The Bible talks about opening a book, that Lamb's Book of Life. When he opens up that book, 
There's going to be some names that people profess to be there. But the sad reality today, that name might not be found there. I believe there's going to be crying and wailing. But the Bible says that we all are going to be called up. And that we're all going to have to stand. That means that we're going to see this. We're going to have to stand there and see. The Word of God talks. Let's go down to uh, verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now this word cast, I was looking up this word cast. We all know what a cast is, but just to make sure that I got the contextual meaning of this word. When we cast a fishing rod, we cast it, we fling it, we launch it. It ain't no different from this word that's used in the Holy Word of God right here. This word cast, this is a picture that, that, that God has, has showed me and illustrated me in my mind. I don't, like I said, I don't have the security about my mother and father. That means tonight that the Lord can put a picture in my mind if I don't have that security. This word cast bothers me. On that day, I may have to see my mother and my father cast into a lake of fire. And when you really think about that, if that don't burden your heart for lost souls, there might be something wrong. Uh, you're talking about a hard message. I said, Lord, I've wrestled, wrestled, wrestled. This is a mess. Even Christians don't want to hear this message because it brings about remembrance. But we need to, in this day and age, I believe with all my heart we're living in the last days. We need to have this remembrance that there is going to come a day that it's too late to cry. Down in verse 15 it says, And whosoever would, uh, was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, the, the, the verse 14 said death and hell. That's bad. That's, that's not good. That means the ones that's in death and hell, you know, they're going to get cast. But right here, it becomes a little bit more personal in 15. It said, whosoever. That's mama, daddy, grandma, brother, sister, cousin, aunt, or uncle right there. Whosoever. Whosoever was not written in the book of life was cast into a lake of fire. That, that statement right there has has bothered me about all week when I when I when I was reading this, it's, it's bothered me about all week. I just hope and pray. I just hope and pray that everybody in my family God's not willing for them to perish. I'm not willing for them to perish. I hope and pray that everybody in my family is saved and they're on the way to a place called him. But reality tells me, this word tells me that's not that's not the way. You know, my mind goes to a place when it comes to family. We may not say friends or acquaintances, but when it's our family or mine, automatically goes and says, well, I know they're in a better place. Got a question. Are they really in a better place? <clears throat> this is a hard message. I have to ask my question, just like I asked y'all. Where's my family? Where's my responsibility? What have I done with my responsibility to tell my family about a place called hell? It's up to me. I can't. When God lays it on, the disobedience to God is way bigger than we, than we really see and what, what we read into it. Because when it comes down to this judgment day, we've, I encourage you to go look about the judgment seat. It's found in about four different books. It talks about it. And this place called hell. 
You know, in this Word of God, hell is actually talked about more than heaven. There's a reason tonight. The Bible says that straight and narrow is the way, the gate, and there'll be few that find that way. Not everybody that professes the Bible, the Word of God says, not everyone that professes and calls Lord, Lord, shall enter therein. I've seen that statement come true in, in my life. I've seen it in people's life. I've seen it. I've seen at a time that they professed salvation, and then they didn't profess salvation, and then they didn't profess salvation. I don't know what they profess now, but no matter what they profess, if they don't have it, they are going, ultimately, to a place called hell. I want to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a statement that God showed me, and a lot of people, this statement might shock you right here. But did you know every person is going to have the opportunity to go to a place called heaven? You say, brother, what are you talking about? This Bible tells that we're going to be brought out, even death and hell. Ones in death and hell is going to be brought up before the judgment seat. That means we're all going to a place called heaven. But the sad reality tonight is we're not all going to get to stay. If our name is not found in that little book of life, the Bible says that we're going to be cast into this lake of fire. Tell you what, when you think about that, we're not going to know. We can't illustrate. Our mind doesn't have the power to illustrate and the magnitude of what it's going to be like. But if we take our mind to the place and when we see and we think about not only us but our family standing before God, yes, we'll be judged, others will be judged. I believe that we're going to see it all. I don't believe there's going to be a little separate room. I believe we're going to be able to see this. I believe he's going to say, check the books. My name's there. I, don't you remember, Lord, I professed your name before men. Don't you remember that? I believe that's going to be said. Check a book again. Check a book again. I believe there's going to be crying. But the crying will be too late. That wailing, that weeping in a place called hell is going to... Remember the story, the parable about the rich man and Lazarus? The rich man thought he had all he needed in life. Lazarus just asked him, just for the crumbs from his table. He didn't even see Lazarus good as enough as his dog. He was going to cast the, the crumbs to the dogs, or he would prefer to do that than Lazarus. He didn't see Lazarus as anything. But Lazarus was more richer. No, maybe not in physical money, but in eternal, eternal security. He had riches stored up and wealth beyond compare. The Bible says that Abraham says a band of angels come after him. But then it says, if you skip down a little bit, and it says, I believe it's verse 14 there, it says, and in hell he lifted up his eyes. Boy, if you could take a hold on to that statement, and in hell. Put, if, if you got a family member that don't know Jesus Christ, put their name there. And in hell, such and such lifted up their eyes. That's reality. That's reality. That's, that's, that's hard to accept. That's hard to even think about. That's reality. I don't even like, as a Christian, I don't even like my mind to go there. But you know, it's gave me a drive. It's gave me a different outlook. It's gave me a compassion and a want to. I want to see lost souls saved. I accepted the call to preach. I'm not going to uh, woo and wow y'all with a bunch of elegant words. I don't have that. I'm just a simple country man. I told the Lord for 12 years that I couldn't do it. That's true. I can't do it tonight. As I stand before you, it's not me. It's only the, the strength and the power within Jesus Christ that lives within me. He gives the increase. And it ain't nothing to me. 
ain't worthy. If y'all know my life and my past, I'm not worthy to stand before you. I'm going to be honest. I used to be a rough person. Yes, I used to be on drugs and alcohol. I'll just put it like this. I was on the highway to hell. Y'all ever heard that old song? You used to listen to that. I was on that highway to hell when God found me and when he reached down. I was at a place in my life that I couldn't even reach up. I didn't know how to. I got so far in sin when it first started. I was growing up in church. My grandfather, uh, Tommy World, pastor church, growed me up from a little bitty boy. But I was on a road. Even though I was raised up in church, I was on this road called hell. I was headed that way. Was it because there was no love for me? Was it because nobody witnessed to me? No. I disobeyed. I know that I wasn't doing things in my life. What I'm saying to you is this. The disobedience, whether it's as a child of God or not a child of God, every action has a reaction. And it affects other people's life. I brought a lot of misery. I brought a lot of pain and a lot of suffering in my dear grandmother's life when I was growing up. She did the best she could to raise me up as a little fella in the house of God. You know, I let her down, let her down, let her down. The Bible says, like street sheep, we've all went astray. I went astray a long ways. But the reason why I accepted the call to preach is because the Lord showed me one night. Every time. No, when, when, uh, when I was running from the Lord, no, I went back out here in the world and all that right there. I wasn't doing bad things. I was still handing out tracks and all this. It was, I was in a backslidden state. Trying to run from God because, God, I can't preach. I can't, I can't stand before these people. I'm guilty of half the things of the world. I felt like old Paul. I felt like I was chief of all sinners. That's what I felt like. But you see, it's not that he can use the knowledge in your head. Now, don't get me wrong. He can use a smart person just as he can as somebody that's uneducated. But it's not about that. It's about the willingness. And when we're looking at a family, it's about the willingness and the business. The Bible asks us the question, are you ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? One of the hardest places, like I've done said, is to bring the word of God up around your family. I don't care if it's for God's, John 3, 16, for God's to love the word. You know, you, you get all choked up, you get hard. When you get around your family, now some's Christians, but some's not. The devil say, well, you know, you're going to, they're not going to like you any longer. They're not going to talk to you. That might be, that might be true. That, that might may come to fruition. But I'm going to tell you something. I would rather talk to them and lose that family. I'm not talking about shove it down the throat. There is a right way and a wrong way to go about talking to your family about a place called hell or a place called heaven. It's out of love and compassion. You can't go to them and, and just shove it down the neck and say, hey, listen. Let, let me tell y'all a statement. There ain't no matter alcohol. There ain't no matter uh, drugs. There ain't no matter kind of sin. The beer itself, the alcohol itself, never sent the person to hell. It's the non-acceptance of Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. It's not taking and accepting what He did on the cross. That's what sends a person to hell. See, a lot of people, the devil tells them, look, you're good enough. You got it. You're all right. You're a pretty good person. You help people out. Somebody's in a ditch, you'll help them out. If somebody's out of food, you'll go and buy groceries. I'm going to tell you, you can't buy, steal, or borrow your way into heaven. When it comes on, after that judgment, I tell you, let me go ahead and tell you something right here. 
just to uplift the spirits a little bit because it's getting a little heavy. But I'm going to tell you something. Not only will there be a day that will be too late to cry, the Bible says in verse 4 over here, and it's actually uh, chapter 21, and God shall wipe all away all tears from their eyes, and there shall not be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, nor shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. Now that's a blessing right there. Because it, you see, I, I read that to, to try to show you something. There is going to be a time it's too late to cry. There is going to be uh, crying on the judgment day. But after that, there's a reason why it's lined up in this order. In my Bible, it's two columns. Verses, uh, chapter 20 and chapter 21 here. The reason why the weeping comes first, because that's going to happen. There is reality found within this Word of God. But I got good news for you. God ain't going to leave us comfortless. The Word of God says that He shall not leave us comfortless. He's going to wipe over. Even though that we're going to have to watch these loved ones cast into a place called hell, God is going to wipe away all tears. Ain't that a blessing? Because I know that's a sad, that's a sad note to be on. And to think about for anybody to think about. But we do have a blessing of all, not just the tears, but the pain. Can you imagine a day when you're not riddled with pain? You, uh, these people that, that's had cancer down here in their life before they made it went on home with the Lord. Can you imagine a day, a time when, when you get out of bed and you don't have to, uh, to ache and you don't have to you know, grumble and complain? Can you imagine a day? There is coming a day. In a place called heaven. But we're going to have to tell these people there's coming a day. Sad reality is there's people who don't believe in a heaven nor hell. They don't believe in either one of them. They don't even believe in this holy word of God right here. They think, look, I'm just going to put it out there straight. It's time to quit playing church in this nation. This nation is playing church. So what do you mean, brother? Go to church. We come here. We act like saints. I'm not saying this house of God. I'm not saying the one down the road, but there are churches where the Spirit don't even... I'm going to tell you something. Apart from the Spirit of Jesus Christ, there's no point in coming to this church house. Because outside of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, salvation can't take place. So, well, what do you mean? We can come play church all we want to, but we'll be wasting our time. This church house is for to see lost souls saved. So you mean tell me this is a house of God for, uh, for a place for sinners? That's right why God set up the church. Now, if it's a place for sinners, ain't it no place to tell them about the sin? Or are we going to water it down a little bit, make it feel good, talk about this day and age we play church, talk about prosperity and how much God will bless us. I'm, day, I'm glad today that God can bless us, ain't y'all? I'm glad of that today. He will, he will do things in our life and work things in our life that, that our little mind can't comprehend this. But I'm going to tell you something else too. God is not just the God of love and peace and mercy. Look, today, some of these churches and some of these people has got a God carved out. They've got, when they're, when they're talking about this man named Jesus, they're not talking about this man named Jesus and this Holy Word of God right here. They're in another version of a Bible. They've got a God carved out. Me and God's got this. Me and them, we and him's got something worked out. That might be even in our own family. I'll tell you. You and God ain't got nothing worked out. It don't take, it don't require you. It required that cross. He's got it worked out for you. 
But when we get to pull to a place that says we got this, we ain't got this. Because we all go, and our, and our memory and our mind goes back to a place. When we think we're all good and we're doing all this and we're, we're doing as much for the Lord, we got to ask ourselves, how many times have we told somebody about a place called hell? That's what I mean by playing. That's what I mean by playing church. All across this nation, look, I thank God for our president and trying to take a stand. I don't know his heart. I don't know if he's just putting a, a, a godly front on or not. I hope he's not. I hope he is saved. But the, it's not up to the president to turn this nation back to God. I don't care what president we got, man, woman, don't care the, the first or last name. It ain't going to take a president to turn this nation back to God. It's going to take the ones of the church. Quit playing church and worship the Lord in spirit and truth. And go out and say, hey, there is a place called hell. I know you don't want to hear this, but this is a real literal place called hell. Because we're going to stand and give an account for if we've done that or not. You know, the Word of God talks about having crowns to cast at His feet. I don't know about y'all. I want something to cast at my Lord and Savior's feet for all that He's done for me. I want to be able to give Him something. You know, I'm not worried about a mansion. I'm not worried about anything like that. I just want to know that I was pleasing to my Lord and Savior. If I don't never get any crowns or if I don't never get anything, that's okay with me. But as long as I know that I've done here and now today and in my walk of life the best I could for the Lord and Savior, we, we owe Him that. Everything He's done for us, He shed His last drop of blood. We owe Him just to come to church in spirit and truth and not play church. We owe Him that. We owe them that tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you something else about a place called heaven. A lot of people, they've got their own conception about heaven. The Bible does talk about this place called heaven. But we don't really truly have enough information uh, outside of the description of the pearly grates, the streets of gold. To really imagine what heaven is. But I'm going to tell you, I don't believe it does justice to our Lord and Savior when we're talking about, now I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's wrong to talk about somebody in a place called heaven and how they're up there in a better place. That's not, don't misunderstand where I'm going with this and what I'm saying about it. But if we know, we're not judges, but we're fruit inspectors. We know somebody that doesn't profess Jesus Christ and by their life, you can almost tell where their home's going to be. I don't believe I don't believe it pleases the Lord to say they're up there in a better place looking down on us. I mean, I believe it's almost to the point of blaspheming. You think about it. He created a holy place for his children of God, but we're we're trying to preach them into heaven today. I'm just going to lay it out there. That's the way it is. We're trying to preach our family. We're trying to preach. You know, there's some religions that even got this purgatory deal. And if you give so much money, they can preach them out of hell into a place called heaven. I tell you, that's playing church. That's playing with religion. That's playing with the Word of God. We got to stop doing that tonight. I don't, I don't know anybody's heart here tonight. But if there is somebody that don't know this man named Jesus that I'm talking about tonight, the Bible says that he'll stick closer to the brother, that he'll never leave you, forsake you. I asked you tonight, what's holding you back? Why not give the Lord Jesus Christ 
your heart tonight. Because there is going to come a day, not just for Christians, but for the lost, that it's too late to cry. There's going to come a day that your family member is going to have to watch you get cast into a place called hell if you're here tonight lost. There's going to come a, a time that you're crying. The Bible says there's going to be wailing and gnashing of teeth. That you're crying, you're wailing, your gnashing of teeth is going to be from naught. Because the time is done coming, it's done past. There is a deadline when it comes to life. I'm sure that somebody in this community before long, uh, not too long from now or that, that has died, I'm sure that they said, well, you know, not, not, not much further down the road, I'm going to give my life to the Lord. When I can get myself right. I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly how to state it, but I'm sure there's somewhere sometimes says they think to themselves, I've got the time. They're making plans for maybe a year or 10 years or saying, you know, next year, 2018, when I get this out of my life, I'm going to straighten up, I'm going to do right, and I'm going to give my uh, heart to the Lord. The Bible says we're not promised tomorrow. I've seen it. I've seen people. I've heard it. I've, I've talked with people and they say, listen, I'm going to get things right. I'm going to. Sometimes going to don't never come around. I'm just trying to be real with you tonight. I'm just trying to talk about reality. I just got a burden. The Lord has put a burden harder on my heart than he ever has about the lost. Why? Because it's hit our community, one right after the other. Can we name a week that's not went by? Somebody in this community, just one week went by. The last few months that one person in this community hadn't died. Death comes every day, uh, every night, every morning. Bible says after this the judgment. 